Fantasy Fuel is powered by Pole Sports. Get instant fantasy football advice through real-time polls by visiting polesports.com. Doing, Doc. I need fuel. Yeah. Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me trace it out of side. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. And now it's time for Twat. This week's Antonio Troubles. We can't get away from it. Nope. We're back. Welcome uh. to Fantasy Fuel. <laughs> I think we should just call the stream Twat now. I welcome mean, to Twat. Yep. Welcome to Twat. It's not Fantasy Fuel anymore. We're just, it's always Antonio Troubles for the rest <sighs> of the year. I mean, well, we'll start by saying, yes, he played. Yep. And he did well. And he did fine. Yep. Though the player I took out for the team we're doing together that we have him on, <laughs> did better, but it was only because of a late garbage time touchdown by John Ross. Garbage time is great time. It, it can be. Anyway, uh, Antonio Brown in week one, mm-hmm. these aren't his troubles. <laughs> yeah. He had four catches, 56 yards, and a touchdown. Only a long of 20, whatever, no big deal, 15-ish fantasy points. It's enough to validate putting him in your starting right. lineup. right. Now, with all the crap that's been going on, penalty-wise, <laughs> pass oh, interference, uh. and we'll get to that in a second, mm-hmm. he did push off on his touchdown, but yep. they did not review it. They nope. probably didn't care. They knew they were going to get blown out. They're like, let's just speed this up as yeah. fast as humanly possible and not worry about any of these things. But anyway, <laughs> on to the actual troubles. There's more history to worse. Antonio Brown than... Oh. And everybody was wondering why it came out Sunday night last week mm. of the possible rape allegations. Right. Well, apparently he had been dealing with this for some time. And that was the last day that he could have signed the uh, buyout or whatever it was that she was seeking from him. Right. And he denied that, so she went forward and made it public. Now, that's not the only thing that's been made public. Now, we are hearing of accusations from previous untold accounts of sexual misconduct, a charity auction theft, (laughs) multiple domestic incidents, and a long list of unpaid debts. I mean, if all of this is true, he's just a scumbag. Yeah. Just flat out. And that's the best case scenario for him at this particular yeah. point is he's just a nasty person. Yeah. I mean that's that's not good. If he's if he's raped anybody, he should be going to jail. Right. But, of course. Yeah, I mean at that point he's more than a scumbag if he's done not all that. But And now we have to deal with him in fantasy football. Yep. Because we can't just ignore him. We can't say Nobody the game. can use Antonio Brown in my league this year. Yeah. We can't say that. Nope. I wish we could. And, I mean, if you had enough players, if you had all 12 guys in your league that said, okay, we're leaving Antonio Brown in the free agency and, then, and, then and how we far lock do you, him. And, how far do you go then? I well, mean, do you say, okay, Tyreek Hill, I mean, he's going to be hurt anyway, but do you say nobody can use him? I, I mean, we're getting Sean McCoy no, because of the allegations, nobody can use him? Yeah. I mean, at, there's, a, there's a certain point where you have to start saying, 
okay, these guys are good enough. We, we, we understand what's happened. We understand the allegations. But with Antonio Brown, all there's just so much right now. Yeah. And I'm waiting for it to be filtered a little bit to see what's actually true and what's actually going to rise to the top because right now we are getting a ton of stuff. And if any of this is true, he's just a, he's a scumbag, right. plain and simple. But for right now, yep. for fantasy purposes only, yeah. you have to put him in your lineup. If you have him, yes. I did. I gave advice to a guy that had him, and I said, right now I would not start him until I know what he's going to do. And so he didn't have to start him, so he still right. won the game yes. without him. But if he would have started him, he probably would have had a little bit better of a, a yeah. team that this week. But it, it sucks that we have to even – discuss it in terms of fantasy football but he you know what antonio brown is going to get you so until he's a further great player notice he's and, a great football player and he's just messed up in every other way he for the moment seems like he's following the rules in new <laughs> england he didn't even stick around to answer any questions even yeah. though we know he likes to talk mm-hmm. so he didn't do that he got out of there and he's doing it the Patriot way, even though Bill Belichick said he doesn't understand what that means, why people keep calling it the Patriot way. I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, he can follow all the rules now. That won't matter. If he, he didn't follow the rules in the past, then it won't matter because he's going to get all the stuff's going to catch up to him. He won't be able to, he won't be able to play anyway because he's going to get suspended or kicked completely now, off. If he's actually raped somebody, he'll never play again. Right. Now, not to make light of any of this and – I didn't even think about it before it came into my head. I was like, oh, what's a good way to describe a person like this? And I was like, oh, well, there's that old adage, once a cheater, always a cheater. And I was like, oh, wait, he's on New England. Like, oh, no, I don't know how to get around this without. So, yeah, I'm just going to go with it. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Cheaters hang out. I don't know what it is. Oh, man, it's a club now. Yeah, it's a club. Anyway, that is enough of Antonio Brown for this week. We do have some good news, and I'm talking to you, Chicago. Oh, man. I'm talking about Eddie Pinero. You're all I ever wanted. Mm. Mm. That's the only time I've actually enjoyed that. I know. <laughs> the Bears finally don't have to worry for at least a week about a missed field goal opportunity at the end of the game. That was the only drive where Mitch Trubisky did what he needed to right. do to get them in scoring position for a chance and to And in win. my opinion, if he would have missed that field goal, it would have been acceptable. Right. I mean, it's a 53-yarder. It's already long enough. Obviously not a gimme. No. And he nailed it. He nailed it. Perfect. So, yeah, the Bears sneak away even That's though amazing Flacco win. came down and – by the way, Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, sorry. Oh, wrong oh, one. Oh, which one is it? There it is. Hit the wrong one. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Emmanuel Sanders is just Unreal. on fire. Love it. And Joe Flacco. Where was he being drafted? Uh, well, at the beginning of the draft season. Oh, it was way late. It was about late. 11th round. It was way late. He yeah. pushed forward to the 10th round-ish. Mm-hmm. And then the news came out that he's ahead of schedule and maybe right. ninth round. And then he had that one preseason performance, and then he was right back to the seventh <laughs> round where he normally was. And even that's late it's, for what you're getting out of him. It's still late for what you're getting out of him. Um, I'm going to try and see if I can pop it up real quick just to see what the stats are for my team 
that I have uh, with him. <laughs> Gosh, now I'm clicking all the buttons I don't need to click. Of course you are. But he, he's been amazing, and everything I've ever wanted out of him, everything I've ever needed from somebody that you draft or you trade for, he had 31.8 points in the flag league for me. He go. had 11 receptions, one touchdown, and he had a tackle, which gives me points <laughs> yeah. as well. So, I mean, he's just he's, he's done really, really well. He had a receiving two-point conversion as well. So, I mean, 31.8 points for a guy that was drafted in the seventh round or later is amazing. And here's the thing. The Broncos are just confusing the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah. Because they passed the ball 50 times and they ran the ball 24 times. That is 74 offensive mm-hmm. plays that counted in the books and they only got 14 points. Yeah. And what, one touchdown? How it's how are you running that many plays and not scoring points? It's just not good enough, I guess. I mean, I did, the I, Bears only had fifty-six plays on offense. Either they're running plays, getting progress, and then completely being garbage once they cross the fifty-yard line. Because that's the only. I haven't watched much of their games, to be honest, but I have seen enough to where. It just doesn't look like they're clicking. They got to do something beyond the fifty before before they can actually get some uh, scoring, some touchdowns to win games. Because it just, right now it just doesn't look good. I mean, their defense is fine. Oh yeah, it always has been for the last few years. Although in two weeks now, the Bears' offense have just looked horrible. All you David Montgomery truthers out there, boy, you got your touchdown, but on three point four yards per carry mm-hmm. and three targets and one catch for six yards. Like, yep. I'm not sticking him in my lineup and being confident that I'm going to get that touchdown every week. No. And it's just it, a lot of people think, you know, running backs and rookies, uh, they're all going to be great. That's not always the case. That's why I always tell people be cautious. Yeah. Running backs usually are the ones that perform better when it's a rookie, but this year, it just doesn't seem like the running backs are even like Sanders was very underwhelming. Oh, like if you're talking about the Eagles game, yeah, yeah. The the running backs there, uh, we've got to do something different now. We'll get to that <laughs> as soon as we get to our injuries, which will be in just a second. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these rookie running backs are not impressing, and right. there's a lot of people that were so hyped up on them in the off season, yep. even though. Before the rookie drafts and everything started, everybody was trying to tell us this is not a very talented group of rookies. Yep, and people just can't help. It doesn't themselves. matter. <laughs> they it, it, when drafts come for rookie drafts or whatever it is, regular drafting, and you see a rookie, it's just like, oh, I gotta get this guy. It, it just completely burst the bubble yep. of what the their right actual. Team. Oh no! <laughs> well, yeah. Um, uh, can't remember the Raiders running back. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. When he went to it, everybody was like, oh, my gosh, this is a great fit for him because they don't have anybody else. Well, yeah, it's fine. He's been okay. But nothing spectacular. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he had the two touchdowns in week one and so mm-hmm. many total yards, which is the only time that anybody's done that in their first game since LaDainian Tomlinson. So, of course, right. people were like, oh, here we go. And he had 99 yards. Uh, rushing, yeah. and I don't think he had a catch. So I, I don't know. The stats are fine. Your fantasy production is fine, but it's not what it's not Saquon Barkley. 
Right. It's not what the Todd Gurley was when you wanted him. It's not what Zeke was. This running back class was not superb, and no. none of them have played superb so far. And we or did not, either one of us, I believe, endorse hardly any of the rookies nope. this year, nope. except for the tight ends, which week two was a different the, story. The rookies that I endorsed, well, I did have uh, Metcalf that I really liked as well, sure. and he's done fine so far. Yep. I'm very happy with that so far. The, the rookies that I endorsed were late-round rookies that are starting to get there. Well, they were guys we took in the last couple of rounds of a draft just for yes. flyer hopeful purposes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we were not telling anybody out there, you need to draft Josh Jacobs in the third round. No. I was okay if you drafted yep. him in the third That's round. That's fine. He's going to be productive enough yes. to be fantasy relevant at that spot. But All right, let's get to injuries <laughs> because this was a bad <laughs> Bad. Bad. This is just as about as bad as it gets, we, we, especially when one of the names is Drew Brees. Yeah. Well, let's start with a illness. Mm. And again, <laughs> we are recording this before and during the uh, Monday night game a little bit. Uh, Sam Darnold, the 22-year-old quarterback, has mono, mm. Mm -mm -mm. which is not something you hear very often, but is a very – you have to be very careful – because if you overexert yourself with yeah. mono, it can have life-threatening concussions. I had a friend, you know Seth, yes. he had mono one time, years back. And I went to visit him in the hospital, and he just was completely white. Yeah. And just, ugh. And <laughs> he was happy because he had morphine. Oh, of uh, course, And yeah. it was, he was all happy and everything. But it was just, yeah, it can wipe you out. And I can't imagine what Darnold's going through. This is just the beginning of it, too. Yeah. So it's going to be a while. I, I for me, being a Jets fan, this is almost worse than an injury for me. <laughs> like, I'd rather they say uh, he's hurt, he's out for six weeks like, or whatever okay, it is. he needs this to heal, and then we're looking at this for a heal. Right. I mean, but yeah. with mono, we don't know how long it could take. <laughs> it could take know. longer than six weeks. It could take three weeks. <laughs> we don't really know. Yep. And it's kind of frustrating. But that is just the first name on a long list of injuries this week. You already mentioned Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. He has some ligament damage in his thumb. Yeah, uh, six weeks. Six I heard weeks. Six Something to eight yeah. is what I've been seeing, and that is. I mean, they have Teddy Bridgewater. It's good enough for six weeks. It if might they can, be good if enough. They can win three of the games these six weeks, which I don't know if is going to happen. Then there's a possibility when Drew Drees. Wow, Drees. When Drew, Drew Brees. <laughs> when Brees comes back. They could possibly still have a playoff run in them, but if they can't get more than two wins, it's not going to be a good thing. They could still do it, but Breeze would have to be perfect, and they can't lose games. I was not impressed with Bridgewater. Obviously, he's coming off the bench. Yeah. He didn't work with the starters all right. last week. Nobody expects to go in for the New Orleans Saints unless it's a blowout one way or the other. Right. He was 17-30 for 165 yards, no touchdowns, right. no interceptions, got sacked a couple of times. Had two carries for five yards. I mean, nothing stood out, and Alvin Kamara did not get any dump offs, which confused the heck out of me. Yeah, him. it doesn't make any sense. But I, you got to give Bridgewater at least a couple weeks to know whether or not he's actually going to be productive. But a couple weeks, it might be too long. Yeah, and it, this was one of those weeks. Um, I have Kamara in only uh, one of my many many leagues this year. 
Um, but I also played against somebody who had Alvin Kamara <laughs> and Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Bad weeks for both of them. And that's, that, just, that's unfortunate. I thought I was just, I didn't even expect to be in it, but I have right. three guys tonight, and I have a very good chance as long as these guys <laughs> score okay yeah. that I could uh, steal the win against the owner of those two players. Mm-hmm. And then another huge injury. <sighs> huge. Ben Roethlisberger out for the season. Not good. Though he didn't look very good in either of the two games. No, but it's still, without him, I can't imagine that it's going to be a playoff team. That's the only chance they had was Big Ben. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team with Mason Rudolph. Yeah. But this Steelers team needs to see what they are without Big Ben because he's not lasting forever. He. I mean, he's been threatening, not threatening, but tempting the 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 retirement for the last couple of years, and he keeps coming back. And it's not really Brett Favre like, but it was more like, yeah, I might retire, but he never did. So maybe this pushes him over the edge, and then we have to see maybe a little bit more of Rudolph, or maybe they end up tanking and they get Tua or something like yeah. that. But <clears throat> they'd have to really tank because I think that's going to go to the Dolphins. But anyway, right? Um, yeah, they need to find out what they, it's kind of funny that they trade Dobbs and immediately after that, Big Ben gets hurt. That's true. <laughs> Though I was a little more impressed with Rudolph than I was Bridgewater. Yeah, um, I thought he did fine. I really he, he leaned heavily on Vance McDonald. Yes, uh, McDonald caught all seven of his targets, but only thirty-eight yards, mm-hmm. but two touchdowns. Yep. So it does appear that Rudolph will maybe lean on him, at least in the red zone. He has the ability to be a good quarterback. Again, guys that haven't played, he, he's hardly even played at all, uh, at least recently. He, right. he, needs, he needs some time, and he's going to have all the time in the world because Big Ben's not coming back. Yeah. So we give him a couple weeks. If he can be successful within a couple weeks, they have a chance. Yeah. But – other than that, it, I mean, the Ravens are good. That's a division winner team right now. Um, well, uh, the Browns, we don't know, and Cincinnati doesn't doesn't yeah. doesn't uh, look like they're going to win the division. But it's the Ravens' division to lose if they can't do it. And it has to be the Ravens at this point. Now, I'm not saying I'm psychic and I did not see a Ben Roethlisberger injury coming, <laughs> but I did have one league where I was top wide receiver heavy because of some great late-round picks that I got that I sat Juju Smith for Chris Godwin this cool. last week. Wow. Nobody sits Juju, but no. I was just like, I'm not sitting Godwin. He looks like Jesus' <sighs> favorite target. And my other wide receiver in that league, Julio Jones, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but I was very happy that I picked the right uh, wide receiver in that case. <laughs> Even though, you know, Juju was okay, 5 for 84 is, you know, whatever. It's good enough in a PPR league. But I felt very good about that sit. I just was not feeling the Steelers. That this week, um, and then you mentioned the Bengals. I was not feeling the Bengals this week. I was not oh. feeling Joe Mixon on yep. the Sunday morning start him, sit him live feed. I told anybody that asked about Joe Mixon to sit him. Hmm. It just did not feel right, and I yep. was not going to take that chance. So take that for what you will. Let's move on. Uh, Devin Singletary yeah. left the game in the fourth quarter. Seems like it's just a little bit of a hamstring injury <laughs> we don't like saying that word 
Mm, hate that word. The, hate it. The Bills did fine and did what they should do against the New York Giants. Yep. Uh, I picked Josh Allen in quite a few start-sit spots. I think there was even one where it was, who do I start, Josh Allen or Drew Brees? And I took Josh Allen before I heard anything about well, injury, yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But uh, it was looking like he was going to outscore Brees anyway the way that game was going. Yeah, well, you never know what's going to happen with Drew Brees. But, yeah, Josh Allen, I took him in Daily Fantasy. I took Singletary in Daily Fantasy as well. Uh, them two didn't, I mean, Singletary didn't really work out with the way I wanted it. Josh Allen would have been fine. There was a couple of guys I took that didn't work out, but I I, I love playing Daily Fan. We need to get a little bit more yes. into that, and we're going to be. Once uh, we're that. both on the Sunday streams, I think yep. that's what we need to do. Is I'm going to miss next a, week, yeah, but uh, we'll, 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 pick, we'll be there. We'll pick a Daily Fantasy lineup. We did a little bit of that last year, mm-hmm. but we'll do that again uh this year, once you're back with me on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no real worries about Singletary. Again, he did right. fine. And we he, told people to start him here and there because mm-hmm. he should have I like more. I like the way he runs the ball. Yes. I think he is electric. I, everything I've seen so far out of him just looks really, really good. And I'm happy that they have him. And I think Frank Gore is a good compliment. And f- was it you that was telling me that Singletary was – uh, happy that he was with Gore because he like idolized him growing up. I do. Somebody remember said something to me about that. Something about that. Yeah, I don't know if it was me or not. Yeah. Okay. But. And then the accidental uh, James <laughs> Connor, which we're still oh, trying to figure no. out how that happened. Um, oh no! He got you a touchdown. That's it. I mean, he had some other stuff too, but he's not just he's underwhelming. I don't know what to think of him now with Roethlisberger not being there. Are they going to try to lean more on Connor? And he's got that little tweak of an injury. It yes. doesn't seem like it's... Seems like he's, what, day-to-day, at least yeah. right now. It, it's it's hard to say, but at the end of last year, James Connor was getting dinged up, mm-hmm. and it seems to be following him this year. It looks like he, sh- he should be a guy who splits time so he doesn't get as banged up. Right. But right. we told you... Well, a week ago or whatever it was when we accidentally hit that man crush button. We're like, oh, no, that's a bad sign. Oh, Get rid of James We didn't Connor. even hit it. It wasn't an accident. No, yeah, it I don't just even remember hitting the off. button. It just went off. So we, we took that as a sign, mm-hmm. and we told everybody, get rid of James <laughs> Connor while you can right now while his stock is high. Oh, and no. This is not good news for him. No. Sorry. And, and uh, let's see. We've got one more running back in the injury news, and that yep. is Damian Williams. Mm, it's from what I've read. It sounds like it's nothing too serious, and he could, you know, not miss any time. But there's a possibility that he could still miss week three. And if it weren't for three catches for 48 yards, he would have been absolutely mm-hmm. worthless mm-hmm. in that Kansas City Chiefs game. Now I picked Shady McCoy well, to yeah, get a decent game. I thought they were going to be up just like they were, 28 to 10, four touchdowns in the second quarter, and I figured, okay. Here it is. LaShawn McCoy is going to just get the yards on the ground for the rest of the game. And for whatever reason. Well, I think he was kind of banged up as well. He was a little bit. I don't think they wanted to risk too much there. That's probably more what it was. But uh, Patrick Mahomes, here you go. He's on pace for like 6,500 yards passing and 50-some touchdowns. Yep. Uh, The league I'm doing with Joe, that's our expensive league this year. (laughs) 
we drafted so weird where we ended up with guys that we hadn't normally been drafted, well, we have Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes in that league. That's huge. That is huge. Amari Cooper, Le'Veon Bell. Oh, man. Uh, who else? Oh, we drafted Tyrell Williams right before no, yeah. AB went to the mm, Patriots. Lucky. Yep. So we stuck him in the lineup. We played him over uh, Jarvis Landry. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I'm guessing it's going to be a good because Tyrell Williams got, what, 15-ish yeah. fantasy points, which yep. is perfectly exactly fine. what we're looking for yep. out of a wide receiver two or a flex play. Yep. Um, our flex play this last week was uh, Evan Ingram, and through, like, three quarters, he had, like, three catches for four yards. I'm like, what is going on? We ended up with six for 48. So we got the mm-hmm. double digits out of him. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. <laughs> He still got eight targets that game, and that's exactly yep. what it is. Garbage time, I don't care. As long as you get the fantasy points, it don't matter when it happens. Yep, that is exactly it. Uh, let's see. We've got, oh, Oof. Michael Gallup. It's going to be a while. I actually played him for the first time ever in <laughs> fantasy last week, and he did fine. Oh, no. But it, um, you, you cursed him, though. I did. Mm-hmm. There it was. I was actually... <laughs> Looking forward to getting points out of a Dallas Cowboy player, and um, that's what you get. That's what we get. Uh, now I don't remember. Is he out for the rest of the year? I don't know if it's the whole year, but it's going to be a significant amount of time. And last I saw, I remember thinking, "Oh no!" And and of course, it's going to be Devin, Devin Smith, <laughs> Devin <the> former <laughs> uh, New York Jet. Every when he was on the Jets, it was he was just not good. All he was was, was a deep threat. Right, that was it. He could not do anything else but that. So we'll see what happens with the Cowboys. Maybe Prescott can uh, make it a little bit better for him. Yeah, but um, Michael Gallup looked amazing in the first two weeks. Like mm-hmm. we were wondering as a rookie if he was actually going to be an asset to that team. Now, granted, the Cowboys have played the subpar New York Giants and the yes. subpar Washington Redskins, yep. which, by the way, Case Keenum has almost the exact same stat line as Tom Brady right now. <laughs> Literally, it's like a percent away from completion oh, percentage. That's, that's the, not right. Uh, same amount of first downs thrown, the same amount of touchdowns, neither one of them thrown an interception. I'm like, wait a second, one team is 0-2 and, and the other team is 2-0. and and they have the same stat line. Like that shows you what kind of organizations these two right. teams are. Right. Uh, on Michael Gallup, just uh, it's not the entire season. It's okay. not even close, really. It's he's just having a little minor surgery that will ah, be two, right. two to that's four right. weeks. Okay, that's not too bad. So yeah. hopefully he'll come back for all of us that were uh, looking forward to actually using him <laughs> in lineups yeah. finally this year. Um, and then we move. To oh, Philadelphia. Oh, I feel bad for you, man. We, I mean, that game was hard to watch. It, it was, was hard, hard to watch, watch, and we still almost pulled that we out still, multiple I mean, times. You know what was hard to watch? That final drive. It was very because hard to watch. Because that ball should have been caught and oh. should have been a touchdown by Aguilar. He's making all sorts of catches in this game. Oh, hard catches, and too. Amazing catches, great catches. Yeah. And then this one simple, easy touchdown would have been touchdown. In, like, it couldn't have been put in, in stride, a better spot. Perfect. <laughs> and it was just, how do you drop that? 
I could have caught that ball. You could have caught that ball. So But then easy. he redeemed himself a couple plays later. He, he does. By catching that 40-yard pass to get him into the, like, 17-yard line. I was like, okay, it's fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> and then we come up half a yard short on fourth down. But we're here because we're talking about injuries in Philadelphia. Mm. And almost instantly, I'm, like, mm-hmm. barely got the game on the TV, and I'm hearing Alshon Jeffrey's not on the field. I'm hearing Deshaun Jackson's not on the field. I'm hearing <laughs> Dallas Goddard didn't even yeah. get out of warm-ups before he was hurt. And I still, I was listening to WIP, the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles radio station, and they don't know what's wrong with <laughs> Dallas Goddard. So I'm very confused. Then Nelson Aguilar eventually uh, goes out for a play. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz is sitting on the <laughs> sideline for five minutes before they're like, hey, you need to do a concussion protocol. He's like, what? What? <laughs> So Josh McCown goes into the game, and everybody's like, Dude, oh, no. Let me tell you, McCown looked good. He was fine. He was good. <laughs> Would have got you guys to win if he stayed out there. And then Corey Clement has yeah. a separated shoulder. Yeah. Tim Jernigan, mm-hmm. the week after Malik Jackson goes out for almost the same type of injury, now Tim Jernigan is probably going to be gone for the year as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Our defensive line is what we were hoping to use to get pressure to the quarterback so that we didn't have to rely on our DBs because if they have yeah. time to throw, our DBs will get burnt. Yeah, Flexer Cox is somebody I was rooting for in one of the IDP leagues. Were, and he did a not good enough. Uh, well, he got. They didn't need to block anybody else. They could block Fletcher on every he got play. A, he got a tackle and a pass defense, which <sighs> should have been an interception. Yeah. Well, I, he, that was right in his hands, too, but you can't expect a defensive lineman to make a catch. But, yeah, I mean, their defensive line did not pressure them no. at all. They got rid of the ball before anybody even got close, and that was that's basically why we you lose games. We did force three interceptions out of Matt Ryan, though. Like how there was uh, Okay, there was a couple times where Matt Ryan had to get rid of the ball, and he got rid of the ball in ridiculous fashion. Right. He shouldn't have thrown it that way. He should have just got rid of it or something and just – Darby's just the Darby interception was just like, oh, thank you, (laughs) right? So yeah, I don't know. We were making plays when we needed them, and we drove down and got the go-ahead score. (laughs) And Wentz was pumped. I've never seen him that pumped after a score before. And then I wasn't going to even mention it. You sent me a picture today (laughs) while we were at work, dude. That and I didn't even know how to respond at first. I was like, yes, I saw that. I saw that in real time, mm-hmm. and I'm like, they I didn't, didn't call it. They didn't call it, so I'm not going to bring attention to it. I didn't. I didn't see it in real time because I saw the complete flatten of the the offensive lineman completely flatten yes, one of you. Everybody guys. was talking about that, that, and they missed the block. They in missed the, back the block on the, the Julio back. Jones touchdown. Mm-hmm. That was a block in the back. There's no question, and you can't challenge that. No, that's not pass interference. That's not pass interference. But if you're going to challenge pass interference. That should be challenged as well. Challengeable. So, back to the actual fantasy-relevant injuries of mm-hmm. Philadelphia. Out of all those guys that got hurt, it sounds like Alshon Jeffrey is the least worried about mm-hmm. an injury. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson, I think it was a groin Ugh. Which that can be a little at least he bit, doesn't have to spent, punt the ball, right? Yeah, <laughs> Bosher last night. Every time he was just hopping around, that was it was kind of funny to watch. But man, he he was still doing his job. Yeah, 
But, yeah, Deshaun Jackson, you kind of need your groin in good shape to mm-hmm. be able to be a speedy wide mm-hmm. receiver. Um, Corey Clement was never really a relevant. Yeah, it's not a huge loss. No, it's not. But Dallas Goddard. It I, could it, be. The, the weird thing about Dallas Goddard was they only kept two tight ends on the active roster that game. So it sounded like they were going to have a busy night for both right. tight ends and then they were relegated to one and then even Ertz went off after he got popped in the ribs yeah. it looked like I, I'm like, still oh. questioning whether or not he was feeling 100% that last drive because yes. there was a couple plays where it didn't seem like he was stretching and even as far that as he last 8 yard to get first down to keep the game alive he couldn't fight, he his, couldn't way. fight his way for and that first down if that was because yeah. of the rib shots earlier mm. yep. i understand it that was a violent game because he has fought harder than that to get first downs before because <laughs> they will literally run those that play multiple times in the season right at the sticks. And usually he'll catch it, and if it's not already, he will fight for the rest of it. And it just it, it just was darn happen. close to a first down. But so, uh, yeah, everybody out Moving there that on. played Alshon Jeffrey, I'm sorry. Anybody that played Deshaun yeah. Jackson, I'm sorry. Yeah. You got uh, hosed in week one because he was on your bench most likely, and then you put it in there, and yep. then he gets a big fat goose egg. Yep. So yep, yep, yep. Uh, we will keep you updated on those, of course. But I think going forward, at least for week three, you might want to leave Philadelphia wide receivers <laughs> on your bench. I'm not sure. Um, Just yeah, stay stay noted on their injuries. Yes. Uh, a few quick notes before we go into some uh, ac- the players we want to really get into. Uh, Jalen Ramsey has now asked for a trade. Did you see the video footage of him and Doug Marone going at it on the sidelines? I did not see it. He was getting talked to by a couple of defensive coaches, it looked. And (sighs) Doug Marone came over there, and he, like, violently shifted on the bench and was starting to get up, and multiple players got Doug Marone out of the way, (laughs) got Jalen Ramsey back out of the way, and the day Mm. after, he's like, I want out. Yeah. Um, I mean... He's a great cornerback, but I guess it's just the kind of the way of the league. You don't want to be there. You just say, I'm done. Right. It, this year, it seems it's like crazy. that's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. And it, something is going to happen in the next collective bargaining agreement that's yeah, not going to allow gotta this be, anymore. got to be something to either allow it all the time and completely evolve with it right. or completely stop it. Yes. Well, we talked about injuries. Um we just have to kind of go back a little bit. Cam Newton looked absolutely just he he looked broken or just, he just depressed. I don't just, know what it was. I, I, I saw a stat earlier. I was gonna bring it up. Uh and he was far and above the highest on this list of percentage of passes that were uncatchable right now. Mm. 34% of his passes in the first two weeks are uncatchable. One out of every three. It doesn't It doesn't compute because he's a better quarterback than that. Right. But there's, I, I, can't, I can't put my finger on why he's been so bad. He's just not, <laughs> just not good at all. And I, I don't know if it's something to do with something mental going on because coming out of the, of the, to the press game or the post game conference, <laughs> he's got this bandana thing. It looks and he. If you've seen all the memes out there, he <laughs> oh, was compared yeah. to what the Hey Arnold. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. There's a 
ton of them out there, and it's hilarious. But it's just like, is there something going on? Like he looks is, like he's. Is there just something more not, than just? He's not mentally focused, focused on football, yeah. and it, mm-hmm. it's it's hard. And we couldn't even get points out of Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. this last week. Yep. Anyway, Cam Newton. He something's going. Something's on going there. on. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger couldn't done. finish the game. He's out for the year. Yep. Drew Brees out for a while. Nick Foles yep. broke his collarbone. Andrew Luck retired. Yeah, Sam let's Darnold, not forget yeah, that. Sam Darnold has mono. <laughs> and apparently you can't completely play a season unless you're on the TB12 diet. Because Tom Brady just keeps <laughs> plugging along with absolutely no problems. Uh, uh, yeah. So now, if... We go back. <laughs> Would you have ever thought that we could at any time say Gardner Minshew, <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, mm. Mason Rudolph, mm. Trevor Simeon, <laughs> and Jacoby Brissett were all going to start by week three? That's just insane. I would have I would have completely never taken that bet. <laughs> I would have thought I'm going to win this money. Well, here we are. Here we are. Unreal. It's uh, unbelievable. I mean, these names, uh, besides Bridgewater, Simeon, Brissett, they're, they've, it seems like all of them except for Minshew has started at some point. But has, has Mason Rudolph started? I don't believe he's ever started he's a game. He's never started a game. Well, here we go. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, to me, is the best quarterback on this list. But Brissett might be creeping up that list a little bit. Because Oh, that's uh okay. All yeah, right, that you know, I figured out why that happens. Mm. Um, because we're streaming to, to okay. Twitch right well, did now. That, was that what it was last time? I believe it probably was. Okay. Now that it's happening, because I was just about to say, I'm okay, sh- we got done talking about these quarterbacks, <laughs> and normally we don't talk about what's going on in the chat on Twitch, but this person just followed us, mm-hmm. and when somebody follows us on Twitch, that's the sound that plays. So okay. that's what happened to James Conner. We just figured it out. And since we're talking about it, Jared on Twitch asked, Big Ben is my quarterback. Should I just pick up Josh Allen and take yes. my chances with him? Yes. Yeah, I was going to finish the sentence, but you are 100% correct. Yes. Just no go question. with Josh Allen. We love him. If he's he a, is man crush. a yes. man crush of ours. Yes. So, yes, you don't need to trade for anybody. No. If Josh Allen is available, yes. take him and run with him. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Now, speaking Yes. Of quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> we just told you about a whole bunch of backup quarterbacks that are Unreal. playing in week three. It's crazy. Um, one more that might be playing pretty soon because we just <laughs> saw the first oh, game man. that Mariota just stunk it up. Yeah, you know, I gave him I gave him credit for week one because he looked halfway decent. The team looked halfway decent, and I thought they were good. Week two, my God. Gosh, that's terrible. And, and his terrible. stats weren't horrible because he didn't no. have any turnovers. I don't that, believe that's, he that's fumbled. Fine. Oh, I don't no, care he about fumble, turnovers. but he didn't lose it. I don't care about interceptions. Yes, I know, I know. 154 yards of passing. Not anywhere close to good enough. Not anywhere no. close. And the one touchdown, because we're talking about fantasy football here, the mm-hmm. one touchdown wasn't even fantasy relevant. Is to David Quesenberry. Right. Yep. Never going to happen again. here. Never going to have Derrick Henry averages 5.4 yards a carry on 15 carries, yep. 81 yards and a touchdown. And, That's and it. they lose by two points. Yep. Get Mariota out of here. The defense is fine. The defense is fine. 
it's it's completely the offense. The offense is just not good enough, and I'm putting it all on Mariota. You don't want to know why? Because last year Adam Humphreys was great. And great. this last game, Adam Humphreys had two catches for how many yards? Negative one yards. Oh, this is a Ronald Jones stat line. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's just it's just it's unfortunate. I don't want to wish any bad things on Mariota. I want him to do well. I just don't see how he can be well. Uh, yeah. He did good last week. This week was not good. If if they would have won this game, I'd be like, okay, whatever. Right. Keep rolling with them. Yeah. But they should have won this yep. game. Yep, 100%. And it was all because Mariota cannot make play. His QBR was 37.1, even though his rating was 93.5. But he had four sacks for 35 yards of lost yardage. He only had, well, he had five rushes for 32 yards. But there was no impact on the game. I mean, Derrick Henry was bowling people over. And uh, before we, you know, we get to your uh, Thursday night preview, I'm I'm excited to watch Derrick Henry this week. And I'm excited, (laughs) weirdly enough as it is, to see if there's going to be a quarterback change in this game. (sighs) This game, I kind of doubt it. But next next week, <laughs> the, maybe. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, here's the thing: the Titans' defense is good enough to keep the Titans in games. Exactly. Mariota is not good enough no. to win games. He, the, something else has to happen at this point for the Titans to win the game. Right. Um, again, he was fine week one, and if it's going to go back and forth, it's not good enough. You cannot have a wishy-washy quarterback and expect to make the playoffs and make any noise in the playoffs. If they if they went 8-8 eight and eight and made the playoffs, they would get bumped out immediately. Immediately. All right, we've got one more quarterback we need to talk about. This stat. I mean, this <laughs> this is this is one of the worst stats. I think I can even comprehend. Like I can't even understand how it can be this bad. Before we went and started live, Tom was like is that stat true? Is that real? Are you like, messing with me? <laughs> because the stat we're talking about is Kirk Cousins is now five. That's and wins. Twenty six losses against teams with a winning record. He can't beat winning teams. It can't happen. This is unbelievable. Do you know why he can't beat winning teams? No. Because since he signed with the Vikings, Kirk Cousins has committed nine turnovers in the fourth <laughs> quarter, the most of any. In that time span, oh, I this is just I, I can't I I still don't believe this stat it, that it's so bad it seems unbelievable, and when you think of Kirk Cousins, you think of okay he's good enough, but that's not good enough. You can't beat twenty six. There's there's thirty one <laughs> thirty one games that you played against Two winning seasons teams worth and, five wins and only five wins. It's not good. Not, Not even close. All. I mean, I eighty-four million dollars. My last like couple of jobs that I've worked, there's been Vikings fans everywhere I go, yeah. and I've tried to tell them like, you're not getting a quarterback <laughs> that you think you're getting. I watched him for oh. years in Washington against Philadelphia twice a year, and he's a turnover machine when the game counts. And yeah, he can win against crappy teams. Well, obviously, obviously because they they've won games. Yeah, but. Against good teams, winning winning record teams, five and twenty six, and unreal. They, they won week one against the Falcons, and something was wrong. We even saw it against the Eagles, where Matt Ryan was throwing some 
yeah. bad passes. Yeah. <clears throat> but who bails him out? Julio Jones <laughs> now has a receiving touchdown in six straight games when not just a little over a year ago. Yeah, like we what, were talking touchdowns for what is we it? We were talking about how inconsistent mm. Julio mm-hmm. Jones was. Mm-hmm. And I I I put a little cap on the end yeah. of oh, my yeah. hey Julio, I love you, but you're not consistent enough. And I was like, if he gets there, I will love you again and I will want to get you on my teams. And I have him on multiple teams this year because he showed me consistency again. Yep. And he is bad. He's great. He's amazing. Uh other than the touchdown that should have been not a touchdown because of the passing yeah, or the blocking the that back. That wasn't because of him, but you know I mean it was yeah. But I mean, he's been great. He still would have had the record even without that touchdown. So right. yep. that's crazy. So Julio, one of the best guys you could have this week. Yes. Um, another few guys that you want on your teams. Austin Eckler. I mean, mm, yeah. the the Chargers, even though they're not looking the greatest, Austin Eckler is a guy you want on your fantasy team. And I've been spouting that since <laughs> preseason of last year. But for whatever it, reason, the Chargers just can't put a full game together. It's it's unfortunate. I mean, you only scored 10 points against the Lions. Come on. Yeah. The Lions' defense is not that good. It You've got to be. be better. Uh, I, here's the thing. It seems like it seems like Eckler is taking more of the running, the rushing the ball role than I expected. I thought it was going to be a lot more of Jackson rushing the ball and more of the passing would go to Eckler. Right. Which, you know, Eckler's still getting plenty of passes. He's got six receptions for 60, 67 well, yards. Jackson's stats. Yeah, and that's the thing that doesn't make any sense to me. He's got 59 yards on seven rushes, 8.4 yeah, yards per carry. Eight yards a carry in two games now. And I just, you're still handing it off to Eckler every time. 17 carries for Eckler for 66 yards is 3.9 yards per carry. That's not the worst. It's not great. It's it's not 8.4 yards per carry. you got to give the ball to Justin Jackson. That's why you're not winning. That's why possible. you scored 10 points. Eckler's great. I love him. But he cannot give you the the running back material that you need to run the ball. He will catch you passes and do you well. But that's that's what he is. He's not a runner. And you look at Justin Jackson, only got one pass. They got to get back to Justin Jackson or they're going to start getting scared and they're going to be like we need Gordon now. <laughs> and that's going to put the ball in his court. And even when Gordon if and when Gordon comes back, yeah. Austin Eckler is still a guy you oh, yeah. can put in your oh, yeah. flex and RB2 spot from time to time. But right now, you, you've got to find room for him yes. in your rosters. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, another guy, I was low-key hoping he would not <laughs> have a good game this week so I could buy low. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. I kept him out of my lineup <laughs> in my <laughs> Dynasty Superflex that – I was like, okay, I've got enough other guys. It's okay if I sit him. Obviously, I'm not going to make the right choice every time. And I don't think I was going to win the game even if I put him in there. But Aaron Jones had a really good game. 116 yards on 23 carries. He had a touchdown. And he's right back to where he should be averaging over the five yards per carry. Exactly. That's about what he had last year. And if he continues doing this, the Packers are going to be fine. I don't understand how they score 21 points quickly and then stop. I don't know what's going on there with the offense. They gave the Vikings every chance to come back in that game. And 
the only reason the Vikings were in that game was the next guy no. on our list we wanted to talk about. Oh, no, we already talked. No, no we, we didn't. didn't. Talk we didn't about talk about him. No, no, no. My guy that I wish I would have waited till <laughs> this year's preseason to talk about him the way I did last year. <laughs> Dalvin Cook looks like he is just He's going to stud. murder everybody in yards in He's the NFC a stud. this year. Keep, I mean, keep him from getting injured, and he's going to be great all year. I mean, 154 yards on 20 carries, 7.7 yards per carry, and he had a touchdown as well. And then, you know, he's he's catching the ball a little bit too. He's got three receptions for 37 yards. So here's his stats through two games, 41 attempts for 265 yards three oh, touchdowns man. he's averaging six and a half yards a carry and it's not like justin jackson where he has 15 carries through right. two games right he has 41 attempts yeah this is somebody who's getting fed the ball a lot and still producing at an amazing rate if there is anybody out there that is listening that knows somebody who just thinks dalvin cook is going to get hurt again mm-hmm. please try and trade for him yeah, this guy is going I mean, you can to be always, insane. Even if you don't know if the person likes the guy or not, you can at least try for it. Yeah, and if it's too much, it's too much. But show your give it a chance now. Yes, and, and then when he, he when he has a bad week, whoop, yep. hey, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe you don't <laughs> want him anymore, or maybe he gets a little tweak, and somebody's scared. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll go back. We we had a thing last week where we talked about some rookie wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the th- the three rookie wide receivers that mm-hmm. had the impact this week. McCole Hardman got his chance with Tyreek Hill out for an entire game yep. and practicing yep. with the ones. He got his touchdown. Touchdown, yep. If he wouldn't have had the touchdown, he wouldn't have had much. Yeah. But that's it's the nature touchdown. of the beast yep. with that type of player. DK Metcalf still running very little route trees. Like, <laughs> don't care. This dude is a beast. He's a beast. He is going to go Calvin Johnson on people at when some, he finally gets it. At some point when he gets it, it's going to be insane. I really do think so. And then the guy I was telling everybody to play this week, <laughs> Terry McLaurin. Yeah. We, we talked about this in the preseason about how, well, if Dwayne Haskins gets the chance to be the starter, Terry McLaurin is the guy he threw to in college. Apparently it don't matter. Don't Terry matter. McLaurin is putting in the work. Yeah, and it's it's encouraging because you don't really know. You don't think of the Redskins. You don't think of them, and then McLaurin is somebody who goes completely under the radar. But he has had a very fine uh, two weeks, really. Yes, lots of targets. I mean, yes. he is leading the team in targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's look at his stat line for two weeks: ten catches, one hundred eighty-seven. And two touchdowns, averaging eighteen point seven yards a catch. That's um, awesome. Yeah, he's got uh, sixteen targets in oh, yep. two games. Perfect. Uh, I mean, I mean a... you can't ask much That's... more. I don't know what his percentage snap count was this week, but week one it was ninety three percent snap play. And I, I can almost get. There's a lot of leagues right now where McLaurin's probably still available. I would and hope it's not. Star- but it's I'm starting sure to get. It, I'm sure there's still some. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm going to text one of my friends right now because I know that that league that he's in, there's not very many people that know what they're doing. So I'm going to text him right now, live on air. Okay. And you can continue to talk about the next person. And Uh, I'll be, I'll be listening. A couple people left to talk about because this is such a weird situation. I really thought that the Bengals were going to play a better game against the 49ers and it was going to be a close game, but I thought the Bengals were going to win. Now, we got a good game out of Tyler Boyd. I was telling everybody, 
Tyler Boyd over John Ross this week, if that's your choice. And now, while it was true, it was probably by like yeah. point one point or something <laughs> stupid like that or a whole point. Uh, but Tyler Boyd caught all 10 of his passes. Yeah, awesome. And Ross had a garbage time touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Now, again, I told everybody to sit Joe Mixon. That was definitely the correct move. I don't know mm-hmm. if they – well, I mean, he had 11 carries. So they were giving him, uh, you know, carries. And he had three catches on five targets. So he was involved, but he was not able to do anything. Now, the reason I bring this game up is because the 49ers scored 41 points. Mm -hmm. And after Tevin Coleman got hurt, everybody was on Matt Breda. Yep. Okay. He had 12 carries for 121 yards. He did that a few times last Mm -hmm. year. I have no problem playing Matt Breda. I wanted to pick up Raheem Mostert in a couple of leagues. And I was just like, I don't know if there's anybody I really want to drop. Well, he had 13 carries for 83 yards. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. And then this guy named Jeff Wilson Jr. <laughs> gets two touchdowns rushing. And I'm like, oh, no. What? I mean, Raheem Mostert even put in three catches for 68 yards and a touchdown. Raheem Mostert was the best of these three. And now we're back in that same situation that we were preseason where we didn't know if it was going to be Jerick McKinnon or Tevin Coleman or Matt Breda. And there was a little bit of Raheem Mostert thrown around, but I was like, oh, with those other three, he's not going to be involved. And now we got Wilson getting the touchdowns and the other two doing the rest of the work. Right. If, (laughs) If you were able to get one of these three guys on waivers, obviously Breda's probably not on waivers. No way. But if you're picking between these three guys... Who, who are we picking going forward? I it, can't imagine Wilson is going to continue being the touchdown guy. You wouldn't think I, so. I, I, I would assume it would probably go to Bereda, depending on how you know tire, tired he is, if he's just you know can't handle it because they just did a 90-yard drive and he needs a breather. But I would imagine most of the time they're in the goal line area. It's going to be a little bit Bereda. It should I be. I hope so. I, I had, it looks like Raheem Mostert is going to be involved in more aspects of the game, but I didn't think Breda was that bad of a pass catching back either. So. Yeah, well, if Wilson does this again, where he it looks like he's you know the guy getting the touchdowns, you might want to pay a real close attention to that because that might be almost worth more than the other two guys if they're going to continue going in that direction for right. touchdowns with him because touchdowns are huge, huge if you know you're going to get them. Yeah, but you don't know. You don't always know, but if they're going to continue going this route with Wilson, it's very, very fantasy relevant. Now, if it would have been one of those weeks where the running backs were getting hurt, we'd be like, well, <laughs> pick yeah. up Jeff Wilson and see it's what you get. Just, yeah, well, why not? But this was the week the quarterbacks got hurt. Oh, man. So, oh, man. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate uh, <laughs> for that and for the league in general because uh, right now we uh, have Trevor Simeon on the field and it's not looking good right now. <laughs> Don't tell me this stuff. I want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to watch it. But uh, that means it's about time to wrap up the show. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening and for watching. If you were on uh, Twitch, we appreciate it. We got another nice follow tonight. That's always nice. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it's um, oh boy, <laughs> just I'm just thinking about all the injuries this week. It's been bad. It has me concerned for next week, fantasy wise. 
And yes. next Sunday, you'll be able, I will be live again next Sunday. And then Tom will join me again after that. Yes, I will miss next Sunday. Unfortunately, I've had this scheduled for a little while. I will be going to a Milwaukee Brewers game, so that will be fun. Yep. And I will be with you the next week. There we That's go. That's going to be fun. So, uh, again, thanks for listening. If you're out there on uh, Twitch, obviously a follow would be great. Uh, if you're <laughs> on YouTube, uh, click that bell, subscribe, all that good stuff. Podcast, Apple Podcast, all you know where we're everywhere. So if you're everywhere. if you're watching on Twitch, you can get us in podcast form, which is where we normally yes. are. Yep. So you can get us, you know, anywhere you get podcasts. Um yeah, I think that's about it. So that's it for me. We're gonna get out of here. We're gonna go try to enjoy the rest of this Jets Browns game. <laughs> What's the score? Thirteen nothing. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I mean they held them to two field goals first, but yeah, Nick, Nick Chubbs finally in the end. Uh oh, uh oh. But all right, thank you guys for listening, and don't forget to stay fueled up this fantasy season.